Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. known to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. Without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. Shep. Oh, do you hear me? Do you yeah. now? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I had a setting going on. So, um, yeah, we're back. The, the uh, New World Order hasn't limited our speech yet. Uh, I guess it's just a technical uh, issue. I forgot to turn my microphone on. We were talking about that earlier. That's probably why. Um, Wednesday, the week is half over. Uh, Biden is running as two different people again, as usual. Now, this sounds so crazy. Um uh, I'm almost wondering, are they going to sue me for it? You know, can you say Biden is being ran as two different people? For instance, does he have a body double? Are there just two other versions of Biden and the real ones not even living? Uh, Is the real one in an underground base? Or is there just two different versions? I don't know. But many of you may ask, what am I talking about? This all started a while back, probably over a year ago. People started noticing and pointing out that it looked like there was a Biden wearing a mask or multiple body doubles. And I started checking into it more and more and comparing the bone structure, the nose started lining up photos. We we then saw the guy, the Biden, who fell off a bike. I mean, the guy can't even walk upstairs, but he's riding like this race bike, basically with those clip in pedals. Um, I don't know why secret service would let him do that. We all, we also have a, uh, a clip of, uh, Biden with, uh, I think it's about 40 seconds long and it's with him doing some, uh, different kind of, uh, speeches like him bouncing back between, these different uh, Biden doubles. If, uh, let's give this a listen real quick. Folks, as we fight inflation, you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. Bringing down gas prices is a big part of the job. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. And here's the good news. Gas prices have dropped every day this summer. That's more than 40 days in a row. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. We now have 40,000 gas stations in the United States where the price of gas is $3.99 or less. The brave women and men in blue all across this nation should never forget that. How do we get the price down? Well, the new report today shows that. Okay, so this is in this clip that's back. Uh, it's like bouncing between. Biden from like a couple weeks ago to this latest uh, Biden speech where he's not even blinking or anything like that. And but, you can uh, tell his voice Beth, apart Beth, too. Yeah. His, his voice is so all over the place too. I know like maybe he just had COVID, but his, his symptoms were supposed to be mild. So like your voice shouldn't be fluctuating that much. Right. That's completely sounds like different people to me. 
Yeah, you know, but I mean, if you really go in and compare the uh, facial structure, and my dogs are going crazy over here today in the uh, background, but um, they're fighting over this bow and they're playing. Um, the uh, facial structure, the chin, the earlobes, one guy's earlobes attached, the other one looks like it hangs down more. Uh, there's actual trolls out there like telling me stuff like this is perfectly normal, but it's not, um, you know, typically people look the same from day to day, especially within the same couple of hours. So either he's a shapeshifter or they're running multiple people, but that makes you wonder, I mean, what do you, like, what do you think is going on? Because, um, you know, a medical issue, did, you know, are they uh, shielding them in an underground base because, they think the Russians are going to attack. I mean, it's just so weird. This is where it gets real weird. And I want Bethany to, to get this in a second too. I want to see what her perspectives are. Cause I might just be kind of crazy, but we, we saw the, the buoy system. We kind of covered that at the end of last, last show. That's getting like kind of taken offline a lot. And then we know supposedly Russia has these underwater nukes. They can shoot from a torpedo from a sub off the coast could cause like a tsunami. So we see the buoy systems off and then we see Biden in hiding. Also I was listening to some other people and uh, air force two was flying around earlier uh, Tuesday or Wednesday or yeah, Tuesday was today, Wednesday. So uh, it was flying around Tuesday with, uh, with its call signs off. And there's this like all this random stuff going on. We got Nancy Pelosi maybe going to uh, China in August there's a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah. You know, uh, the world's a stage, I guess you could say too. Um, to me, it just seems like a big old, um, risk board. Like when I think about like what's going on, I mean, I'm not even too sure some of these conflicts are what they're telling us they are. Um, I mean, you know, obviously like in, the Ukraine situation and everything. I like in my personal opinion, I think they're laundering money into the, the, uh, the Biden community, you know, people they're in with and, uh, various players and whatnot. And they're just giving handouts and payouts. Plus, you know, they're funneling money into their war machines and all this stuff. But, um, other things that came up, uh, the Fed interest rate, I don't know if we want to touch on that at all. Uh, and, and then the uh, buoys going offline and the New York um, warning, it just showed up on my Twitter feed again this morning, according to the Hal Turner Radio Network. I got to check into it more, but there was some kind of bulletin that went out. Um, and I just started thinking about that La Palma thing. And I think we were touching on this a little bit too in the bushcraft bear. I heard his lungs weren't doing too good or, or something. He's having um, medical issues or something, but um, from covering that La Palma volcano. But I started thinking about um, some of these conspiracy videos I watched a long time ago. Certain uh, YouTubers saying um, how they've predicted large waves coming into New York and flooding. But I also started thinking about just the basic weather and weather patterns and how um, in certain areas the rain's coming down. We were talking about that a little bit with Kevin Adams. Um, but the atmospheric rivers, the rains, does anyone think anything's going on in New York? Um, why they would be announcing, um, you know, get ready to clear out? Like, it, it, to me, it just sounded like it could be like, you know, they think there's a threat or a natural disaster, you know, on the horizon. For sure. I mean, first they have the public service announcement and now they're reiterating it again. Get your bag ready, get ready to go. I mean, what are they gearing up for? Or is it just to get people frightened, get people on, you know, on the edge of their seat and just you know, ready for big uh, mama and daddy government to come in and rescue them and save them from whatever's coming our way. I mean, it's like you said the other day, Aaron, you said, you know, there are certain things, you know, maybe COVID doesn't affect you or, you know, um, you know, monkey pox, but you might 
get a little fear from Marburg if that starts spreading around. And so we're all targeted. They're just going to try to find whatever it is they can to get us upset, to get us. They want all that low frequency crap going on. And I don't understand that too much, but it sounds good. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's We're living in unprecedented times, to say the least. Keeping it in the low frequency. Yeah, that is crazy. My dogs are still going at it over here. They're going crazy in the background. Uh, we're going to bring in our guest, Michael Friend. He's an activist, a free speech activist, and much more. Uh, I would say just a uh, you know a freedom lover. Uh, any you know anyone who's a proponent of free speech is on my my side. Uh, that's for sure. With the recent mention of uh the sandy hook news trial and alex jones this week in the news all over uh i'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about michael friend welcome to the show hey guys can you hear me okay yeah absolutely uh why don't you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself uh for those that don't know well i've been a free speech advocate for a long time um probably ever since america online days I was always um, up there, you know, pissing people off and getting thrown off. And I just become a professional troll over the years and simply for free speech because I think, it, um, you know, I have a right to say what I, I want to say. And um, I shouldn't be punished for it or thrown off a platform simply because it's a private platform and they don't they don't like what you're saying. You know, um, I've gotten into many skirmishes with people um besides online person i've been arrested um i you know just out there just uh, doing my thing holding up signs and um speaking truth to tyrants mostly and um you know that's that's basically my life but besides besides trying to run a business i just do that as a hobby and to advance free speech you know so um, that's about it. Well, uh, free speech is under attack everywhere. Um, you know, on the internet, uh, in the in the real world, in the arena, news and politics. Uh, it feels like they're just really clamping down on it, especially in the United States. What do you think about the current uh, Alex Jones situation? Where you know we're gonna we got a couple clips we're gonna play from the. Uh, trial and whatnot but what do you think about the current situation i think it's horrible i think it's shocking it really shocks the conscience um because i i i just actually i I gotta be admit i didn't pay much attention to it because i thought it was initially just ridiculous um i i heard i think it was bob barnes one of jones's lawyers um, not in the case, that particular case, but he explained it to the, the tune of that um, uh, here Alex Jones is being sued because someone's offended. And I'm like, well, that's just way wrong, you know, because I, I remember back to the people versus Larry Flint, where Larry Flint um, portrayed Jerry Falwell um, and in one of his cartoons uh, in an outhouse with his mother. And Jerry Falwell sued Larry Flynn, and that case went to the Supreme Court, and it was ruled protected speech, specifically because Falwell was a public figure mostly. But um, as far as Jones is concerned, he didn't do anything remotely well, even libelous or any, anything towards towards these these people and their kids. I mean, just not believing something is not enough. To be sued that's just ridiculous uh, I, not to mention he's a uh, news commentator and that's his job um so surely you can talk about it i caught part of the trial and uh they were saying you know the um the opposing team came out the prosecutors they they, they said um look uh jones came out with this headline you know when all this happened back in 2012 i believe it was and he went on air that day and he said, uh, you know, um, he said, like, uh, Sandy Hook is a false flag, comma, witnesses say. Now, for one, he's literally like the headline. And this lawyer's like making a big deal about this. Literally in the headline, it says something like, 
you know, the Sandy Hook school massacre um, was a false flag, comma, witnesses, say witnesses. Okay, so, okay, so by, by that standard, if we're suing Alex Jones over that, by that standard, there can be no more news in America. Because Fox and CNN can never pass that point. Because I'll go cite this in court if Alex Jones goes down for this because, like, this guy said this. Now I can go in court and just be a little bastard. So uh, you mainstream people, I'll just go in and reference this. I'll just be like, anytime you say, comma, witnesses say, or comma, Joe Blow says, or comma, this says, I, that's not your out anymore. Like you don't have an out. That's like you just directly saying it. So like if you say headline, blah, 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 uh, witnesses say, that's no longer them saying it. It all of a sudden just becomes you saying it. Now you're going right. to go to prison. You right. know? So like, the, I mean, this is like the insanity uh, behind that's, that. That's that, that's that chilling effect that everybody talks about because it's chilling speech now. And especially like you mentioned, freedom of the press, which is really important. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is insane. Aaron, do we have that clip? Um, the, uh, first clip that we were going to play yes. I, there's also yes, toward the beginning of that video like just real near the beginning i don't know if i told you to play a clip but that's where they're talking about that uh headline i think but you can play I think that I other got, yeah i think i got it clipped right uh let me go ahead and play this one i think this is the one you're talking about and when she did that 10 years ago in 2012 when his popularity was truly exploding, Mr. Jones made a choice. And he made that choice. God, there we go. Made that choice on December 14th, 2012. That was the day of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Really one of the darkest days in American history. You got to think back to 2012 when this happened. We've never seen anything like this before. I mean, the idea of someone coming in and slaughtering first graders, we were all, all of us, in like a collective state of shock over this. But not Mr. Jones. You see, Mr. Jones made a choice that day. Mr. Jones decided he was going to go on the air that day with the title of the video. And that video. Was called Connecticut School Massacre. Looks like false flag. Says witnesses. Now, what's a false flag? Says witnesses. It's actually, it's interesting, it's an older term, it's a naval term. It's like, so how does that become, how does that become uh, Alex Jones saying it now? Right. You know, I mean, and, and I'm sure he said other things, but like, that's just one case where like this guy's even him even mentioning, mentioning that right there is just insanity. Like that doesn't even have any grounds in court or it well, can't. That's, that's, that's playing to emotion to, to win arguments. That's, you know, a logical it, fallacy, right? He's just exactly. playing emotions. Yeah. Did you. Did you hear also too when that lawyer? I wish I, I could zoom back, but it would cause a shit. Uh, just make the the show kind of terrible with me trying to zoom back to it. But that lawyer starts talking, and you can hear him giggle. I don't know if y'all heard that on the podcast form uh, form of the show. Go ahead and like zoom back just a little bit. But he giggles that lawyer when he starts talking about uh, like the day and then stuff like that. You can hear him have like this chuckle in his voice. So I don't even think he believes the case he's presenting, but he's probably some Soros DA or whatever, and he's just, just going for it. Well, it makes me wonder if to... they don't have anything. I mean, why even mention that? I mean, that's pr that's pretty bizarre. And if the jury like falls for that one, um, mm -hmm. I don't know what to think. Do we have another clip of Jones at all? Yes, yeah, we got a, another one. This one's a little bit later during this uh, this trial. That's These going are from on. YouTube. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start playing this right now. 
extremists from fringes of the internet who were willing to be as cruel as Mr. Jones needed them to be. The first one of these is a man named Wolfgang Halbert. You're going to hear a lot about this man during this trial. Wolfgang Halbert, you will hear, was a former Florida State trooper. And then apparently he started some sort of security business. And Mr. Halbert was on InfoWars all the time. They just had him on over and over and over. Because Mr. Jones needed somebody who could pretend like they were going to support what he was saying. And Mr. Halbert was willing to do that for attention. I want to show you of the many, many times that Mr. Halbert was on. Let's first watch this first clip from September 25th, 2014, in an episode entitled, Connecticut PD as FBI Falsified Crime Statistics. Right? And what you're going to see in this video is Mr. Jones describing Mr. Halbert, and then I want you to pay attention because you're going to see something very strange. You're going to see Mr. Jones do mocking imitations of the parents' crime to try to say that they're fake. You're going to see Mr. Jones say that there are photos of their children that prove that they're still alive. Ooh. Well, all I know is there's video of one of the parents laughing, yeah. like right yeah. before he goes on air. I mean, I, I don't know what that means, but... Yeah, but also Wolfgang was the one claiming making the claims jones was another like thing claiming jones is mm -hmm. making the claims the wolfgang's backing him up no no wolfgang was the one making the claims here's another thing wolfgang is a he was like a licensed school safety officer and knows all this shit he's basically like an expert and you know he can't go in there and testify so is what ultimately happened was him and leonard Posner got into it in a lawsuit and I don't know all the details, but basically they were, they were trying to, uh, get the deposition of Posner and, uh, get the deposition. Yeah. Because Wolfgang believes that it's his belief that Leonard Posner's a CIA operative or something, which, you know, I mean, it appears that way, Aaron. The dog, yeah. please. Uh, that's it's 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 so weird how you can answer calls like you're being a, a commentator on news. Somebody calls into you with some information. You you listen to them. You try to react to it in live time. And this was all during such a crazy event. And and then that also sets the stage now for like places like Uvalde and some of the other stuff parkland I, I, I haven't really dove into that one quite as much but like during sandy hook we seen this uh guy with like a swat he was like part of the police force or the swat team or something like that clearing uh carrying a, a rifle by the magazine and stuff like that there's there's so much weirdness with, with the sandy hook thing it, it there's it shouldn't be against the law to ask questions and i feel like that's why they're going after jones right now they knocked, the they knocked the building down for crime. They knocked. They knocked the building down, and they knocked um, what's his name's house down. Um, the shooter, alleged shooter. Oh they right. His house down? Well, you know when they apparently the company that knocked that school down was one of the Bushes. Uh, it was like George Bush's brother's company. <laughs> and no way. Yeah, and so like, there's another thing, you know, and th I mean. I'm almost scared to talk about this because, like, what will they come try to sue me? But this is, like, fucking ridiculous. If you can't, I'm a journalist, and I went and looked into this. Now, I'm not going to claim this is 100% fact because let's just say there was a computer error. But, like, you get into the uh, Newtown Tax Assessor database, and I'm going to say that a number of these parents, according to the Newtown Tax Assessor database, when I looked into it back in the day, um, li were listed as getting their house several Christmases before the massacre on Christmas Day as closing for $1 on Christmas Day. Now, I don't know about any houses that close on Christmas Day, and I don't know of, I mean, sometimes houses close for a dollar when they're gifted, and what all the parents had that was it a glitch on the website only for the 
these parents that I went in to look, cause I could look at any other Joe blow and they had normal records. So what do we got going on? And that, that FBI statistic was correct there where they said no, uh, there was zero deaths in uh, Newtown that year. That's right. Yeah. Wow. And, and I guess and to circle this back into kind of the, the free speech, uh, I heard Robert Barnes also, I think he was doing it on uh, InfoWars. He was talking about, uh, you might know a little bit about this, Michael, that like when you go and you sue people for defamation and stuff like that, you have to have like a concise group of people that are filing a grievance. Like if it's like 10 people, that's usually kind of okay. But if it's like a big group and you just kind of point out a general topic when you're talking about people like us, like a overall group, usually that doesn't ever come back against you because you're like, you're not saying everybody was involved in this, but in a way it was just as generalized yeah. group, very general. So mm-hmm. what, and then they have to prove damages and stuff like that. Yeah. So what, uh, what just if, from, what if, I mean, what if you say, what if they're in court and what if they just bring up that statistic where it says no one died there? I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know why Jones isn't bringing things like that up. You know, we got some clips on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Like, do you want to play that? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, play this uh, first one real quick. This is uh, after, I guess, the trial that happened on uh, a Monday, I believe, Monday or Tuesday, whichever day. I guess Jones's Uh, hands are tied. And and they uh, start talking about it. Uh, Let me get this opened up real quick, and let's go. Or, or they get caught doing criminal things like like paying off a judge or something. They have taken my right for a jury to decide if I'm guilty, and now a judge tells a jury that I'm guilty, and they're trying to hide that from the jury. And during the jury questioning, they were really confused and kept asking, well, I thought you're innocent until proven guilty in criminal or civil trials. She goes, well, this is a special case. I say he's guilty. She read that to the jury. I say Alex Jones is guilty, and now you're going to decide how guilty he is. And then they get up there and put all these edited videos out completely out of context. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And this. Okay. See that so right there? That That's crazy, he's, dude. He's, he's handcuffed before even going to this trial. I don't know how you approach that. That's weird. Bethany, uh, what do you think about Bethany. that? Did you know about that, Bethany? That that they told him like you can't talk about this you just have to sit there no i wasn't aware of it i haven't been following it too closely until recently but this is this is gonna speak volumes as to how like we're talking about this entire time like any type of look free speech is gone i mean it really is it's just gradually gotten worse and it's just gonna be another case that well we'll see what happens i mean maybe the jury will surprise us <laughs> wishful thinking yeah that that'd be uh wild and then i wonder if antifa will come out or whatever um pretty crazy you're listening to the shepherd ambella show it airs live at 7 p.m eastern 6 central on atn.live uh you can make it a shortcut on your phone's home screen and then it, you can easily access it every day the show goes live on weekdays at that time Uh, We got our guest, Michael Friend, with us, and we're talking about the attack on free speech. And it is an all-out attack because we just now heard from Alex Jones saying that basically maybe he thinks the judge is paid off or whatever the case may be. Uh, His hands are tied, apparently. But I, I also wonder, you know, how deep does this the psyop go and uh how the media will take this because now that we're getting into this and we're talking about it and you just mentioned like could alex you know could the jury decide for him now you wouldn't expect that because you would expect that this is all rigged and whatnot um but that could happen and if that does what kind of blowback do you think the media will get from this michael well i think you know most of the media is bought and paid for and i think they should be the the ones up in arms right now they should be the ones filing you know friend of the court briefs 
in support of Alex and his speech and, and everything else. And they're, they're eerily silent on this whole thing besides throwing him under the bus because he's so um, offensive and obnoxious, you know, and going back to Larry Flint, uh, the Supreme Court ruled that, you know, even the most offensive speech deserves the most protections of, 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 uh, of the First Amendment. And um, so, you know, back to the, so what, you know, he, he got defaulted, his, he got a default judgment in Connecticut. So in Connecticut, there's, there's two um, hearings. There's the liability hearing first, and that's what he got defaulted on. And then there's the hearing and damages, which determines how much the um, plaintiff was harmed. And that's where he's at now. And it goes to show you that the judge can really rig a case based on what he tells you what you can and can't do. I don't know if you're familiar with any like tax protester cases where they've gone to court for um, saying the income tax is unconstitutional or illegal or whatever. There's no law. And the judge will control the whole court case where he'll tell you that you can't bring up any particular arguments because, you know, it would be damaging for the state's case, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, it goes to show you that judges have too much power. But I, I hope what Bethany says is true. And I hope they have an actual honest jury that actually just awards a dollar because there's going to be an award. It's just a matter of how much. Yeah. And, and we clearly know what the what the outcome is going to be with this, right? With what they're trying to do, like you said, with just a dollar, they're going to try to go for broke on Alex. And I think there's like some option to like, uh, I guess, get like a an appeal to this at some point. But the, the judge can kind of control like how fast that money leaves Alex's hands and goes to them. There, there should be more of a jury kind of uh, like an overreach from the jury with some of this stuff and uh, definitely when it comes to like sentencing and stuff i'm trying to take a crash uh, a crash course on how the jujitsu the jujitsu jujitsu the jujitsu uh, i can't say it yeah oh, judicial there we go thank you i don't know what the hell's going on with my mouth right now but like they need to be kind of checked in a way because it should be the jury that's like deciding a lot more of this stuff. And the, the judges have given themselves so much power here, here lately. And it just feels like they're just, just grabbing at everybody. And that's, that's kind of like an overreach of, of what they should be doing. Friendy, why don't you share a little bit too about your recent case that um, you have on appeal? Um, it's got to do with free speech, I would say, and um, maybe that that would be something you might want to share too, since we're discussing this kind of stuff. Sure. So, I mean, real quick, um, I started protesting uh, DUI checkpoints, um, and I would hold a sign ahead of the checkpoint. Um, notifying that drivers that there was a checkpoint ahead because I, I felt they were unconstitutional. And, you know, drivers would see my sign and, and they would they would turn. Um, and I never really got harassed too much for that for, by the cops, just a little bit. But um, when, when they started doing these cell phone checkpoints and um, I noticed they were doing one one day and I was actually had to go to work, but I, I just kind of bothered me because the, the cop was like, hiding behind the pillar, like this store pillar, and there's a traffic light there. And, you know, everybody does this at a traffic light. They start looking at their phone. So he was peeking around the corner and catching the people looking at their phones at the traffic light. And he was radioing ahead down the road with the, you know, description of the car. And the car breaker, was, breaker, one nine. We got a violator, a guy in a red hat just <laughs> drove by. He stopped at the stop sign. He looked at his cell phone. Can you get him? <laughs> exactly. So it's actually part of a federal program. I mean, it's bigger than that. So it's like these cops are on extra duty. So they get like overtime for this. So they love this. And, um, he so he radios down and then they write tickets, you know, down the line. They pull the cars over, you know, about you know, not even like maybe 100, 200 yards away. They're pulling the cars over, writing up tickets. So I went to my car and I wrote a sign. I put pop, cops ahead. It was on the back of a piece of paper. 
And I stood there about, I don't know, 50 yards from him with my sign right before the light. So they knew that there was a cop there. So I'm facing traffic. Next thing I know, he comes like behind me and he scares the shit out of me. And he snatches my sign out of my hand. He crinkles it up and he puts it in his pocket. And he says, you can't be here. Get out of here. And I was like, for what? <laughs> and he's like, you can't be here. You're interfering. I say, interfering with what? He's like, my investigation. And I'm like, you're writing tickets. What are you investigating? <laughs> so he's like, get out of here. So at that point, I knew like, he was very angry. So I was like, what do I do? Well, I do. I usually do the opposite of what a tyrant tells me. So what I do is I go back to my car and I get another piece of paper and I write another sign. So he told me to get out of there. So I was like, okay, let me move up a little bit further. So I moved up maybe 50 yards further up the road and I held my sign. And um, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't write the sign. I went to the store to borrow a pen to write the sign because I lost my pen. So I stood out there and I held my sign and and then I held up a blank piece of paper, right? So I was like, let me see if the guy comes and he arrests me for a blank piece of paper. That'd be kind of funny. Um, but he didn't come. So I held up my actual sign. And then the lady in the store liked what I was doing. And she wrote me a huge sign on a piece of cardboard. So I was like, she sent the sign out. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I was about to leave to go to work. I'm like, she made me this nice sign. I got to sit here and hold the sign. So screw it. I'm going to sit here and hold the sign. And sure enough, they came over and they snatched me and they put me in the back of the police car and they, they arrested me for, for holding the sign. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, like these yeah. cops don't like to be proven wrong or busted, like doing anything. They think it's a big, um, like they think it's a game, but they get mad. It's like they get like super mad when you bust them on shit like that. So they, they actually stuck me in the back of a police car with a different cop, like two different cops. And he, the cop that arrested me went back to the thing, I think, went to, with, to write more tickets. So they, they had me in the back of the car for at least 45 minutes. <laughs> I, they're probably out writing tickets as they have me in the back of the car. And I'm talking to the cop, and I'm like, I said, you know, I said, you know, what are you guys doing? I'm like, I know this is all about the federal money. I'm like, he's like, listen, we just want to come in and write the amount of tickets we got to write and then we want to leave i'm like oh so there's a certain amount of tickets that you have to write he's like of course you know so he's admitting that this is all just a scam and i was like listen i didn't want to arrest you but you know that's he you know this his sergeant got mad whatever and um they actually brought me down to the station and yeah i got got interrupted their side hustle and um the cop that actually arrested me he didn't smile the whole time. I even asked him, I, I recorded a little bit of it, but I was like, well, how come he don't smile? He's like scowling at me. And um, he came in, in the room smiling at the police station. I'm like, what are you smiling about now? He's like, did you hear your bond? I said it at 25,000. And I was like, oh, I said, does that make you feel better? It's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I've never been arrested, like never been arrested and taken to, to the jail. And, and he sets my bond at $25,000. And I sat in jail for eight hours waiting for the, uh, the judicial guy to come to, to look at the That's crazy. Bond. And what a waste of uh, resources and tax dollars and all this shit. And, right. you know, apparently you're a slave because, you know, you had to, I mean, like, what were you going to do? I mean, I guess you could have tried to resist and then you would have got more charges. I mean, exactly. this is just insane. That's what I, I always I always hate when people resist because I'll just, just let them do what they're going to do. Don't let them stack any charges against you because that's what they like to do. Um, they want you to resist so they can stack the charges so you'll plead guilty. So I just went along with everything and I sat in jail and I got released at like two o'clock in the morning. They stole my phones, both phones. They just took them because I was recording them. They stole the phones. I had no right home. And the, and the guy got the, the desk was like, you could call somebody for a ride. I'm like, yeah, two thirty in the fucking morning, you know. So I just walked home after that. And uh, my family didn't know where I was at first, and they were looking all over for me. But you know, it was, it was crazy. But um, the ACLU ended up taking up the case. They dropped the charges, obviously, and then I, I sued the police officer, and um, I ended up suing the city too based on the bail setting policies. But, nice. um, the, 
the federal court ruled, the Second Circuit ruled that the compelling interest of protecting, um, specifically actually punishing drivers, was more important than my speech. So we lost that case, but it's on appeal right now. So, I mean, we're pretty confident we're going to win, but you never know these days. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. What state was this in? It was in Connecticut, but it's in it's in the Second oh, Circuit, okay. which is in New York. Um, oh, you know, sure. the Second Circuit's there. Yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough joint right there. Yeah, it's, which friend? Oh, I was just going to mention uh, Michael Friend. Only he's only you. What did you say? You're only about uh, an hour from where Sandy Hooks took place, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to yeah. I didn't go there after it happened, but they had like some anti-gun rally up there, and I just went there to protest that. And uh, there's just a lot of weird people in that town. I don't know. It's very strange. Like Blumenthal was there, all the usual suspects. You know, it's, it's really weird. And didn't you say to me earlier that you saw that man that made up that whole story about the story, having? Yeah, the story about the kids. Remember the, the guy that said that he brought the kids in his house and they were on his on his lawn or something oh with the purple coat on yeah and like hey that's him that's the guy like we're there and he like screwed away like a little cockroach he's like ran away it's like he was there at the at the uh you know anti-gun stuff but um it's a weird little town i don't don't know i can't i can't get a handle on it but i wonder if it's like a cia front town. town well i wonder if it's like the whole town's like a cia front town you know you know what you know what we're there being trolls like we always are and um um but i had like you know my son was like um uh you know like uh had mao and stalin and it said you know it was like in hitler it was like an anti-gun you know how they collect guns um but we all had babysitters like the cops followed us around wherever we went like each of us had a cop that followed us and they warned us don't get too close don't you know don't don't get in trouble uh stay out of the you know stay out of the way and (laughs) and like and they escorted us to our cars when we were leaving and i heard it actually i didn't hear it on radio my my friend because my friend took a ride in the police car because they offered him a ride to his car. And he hops in the back of the police car. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a ride from you guys. I'll walk, you know. But he heard them run my license plate on on the radio. It's like it's like I didn't even do anything wrong. But he followed me to my car so he could run my license plate. <laughs> wow. The targeting doesn't exist, right, Shab? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know what? Michael, do you guys have video of that when you did that particular um, protest? Because that would be interesting to evaluate that video and see how people act around you. Uh, I think Picard has has video um, of that because, yeah, there was a lot of weird people. There was a guy that was dressed in a clown costume. Like he had like orange wig on his head. Now, was this uh, following the Sandy Hook like? Or was this years later? This was years later, but they it was like the Sandy Hook, like, you know, the, um, what do you call that? The foundation like, like a or reunion or something. Do, do, do you think that they would uh, bring in, like, um, you know, like I had a theory, like they had all CIA people come in a couple years in advance and set up shop and they ran it through a broken down school or something, and, you know, and it was because like what else is crazy about this is like, okay. So Jones was saying it was a false flag or someone was witnesses. Well, CNN was playing footage from a, uh, a different school that day <laughs> claiming, you know, so like, I mean, how, what, and that's not considered like a false flag. Like you're literally telecasting that that's cops rushing the school, but it's not even Sandy hook and they're showing the footage. Yeah, there's there's just too much. Like it's it's information overload because you don't even know what to believe. You don't know what's planted. Like I think they plant certain disinformation. Um, what's really you know, weird is I had some nine one one tapes from there, and um, I started investigating it early on, and I don't remember like all the details, but there it was reported in the mainstream media that there was this clergy team on site, like right away. Um, 
you know, to bless the, the victims or something, you know, or whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what's weird is on one of the 911 tapes, it was a, um, call where they said this black van with nuns a van full of nuns and was taking off and driving erratic and fast and i was just picturing how like operatives in that movie the town dressed like the nuns or whatever oh. and you know that wait, would wait, be is a that good the movie co- where they went around and robbed people yeah, or yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and and so like you know if this kind of shit was going on you know and there was also like some dude in the woods with a rifle i mean yeah. like what's a dude in the woods with a rifle for? oh he was just hunting yeah near the school yeah i mean like like what the fuck is going that on? would be really good, Shep, to do a show maybe on like all go over all the anomalies from until Sandy you get Hook. sued, like you can't well, talk about it. Well, there was like a cop that admitted that he he went up in the school and said it looked like a staged up crime scene drill. He said it looked like a staged up drill, and they ushered him through a certain way, and they said, "Here, go down this hall. Okay, go out this door. All right, bye." I remember seeing pictures of a, a pizza party the the police were having inside the school. Do you remember those? Um, no. Uh, I know that uh, some people had sent me pictures of the school after they fenced it up. I mean, it looked pretty beat up, the school. Um, from what I saw, it almost looked like it was like closed down. Um, and like I said, like the, the team that demolished the school had to do with the... Uh, it was like one of George W. Bush's or H. W. Bush's uh, brothers or something like that. Kind of, kind of like how Marvin Bush ran security at right. the trade centers. Right. Yes. Same thing. Yeah. Imagine when when more stuff comes out about uh, Uvalde and stuff like that. We're not even be able to question it because of what we see happening to Alex Jones right now, too. That's it. There's, there's That's so much with the, yeah. them standing around in the hallway. There's some people talking about even that maybe they were doing a active shooter drill there and maybe some of those pictures from the hallway are from that well y'all remember the, that uh, y'all remember that wayne carver dude he he was like the medical examiner supposedly yes. so he was a supposed uh now it is of my opinion that i don't know that guy had no i mean in my just looking looking at him operate he looks like a fucking idiot but uh what's crazy is if you go look up the the director of um, what is it? The director of health. Let me type this in. Hold on one sec. Didn't didn't he get caught up with something after that? He's in trouble for something. I thought he. This guy. Um, he's this. He's the. Uh, Not Vance. Robert. Let's see. He's a director of um, former CDC director, I believe, and his name's Robert Redfield. He looks like that oh. Wayne Carver dude. Like, oh yeah, I remember Redfield. Yeah, like if you type in like um, if you if you type in fucking uh, Robert Redfield CDC. Um and click images. It's like that Wayne Carver dude, man. I'm telling you, like I don't know that for sure, but like, and then <laughs> guess what? That Wayne Carver dude, I looked it up, and he uh, died off apparently. And then this guy, um, Robert Redfield shows yeah, up. Yeah, shows up on scene. <laughs> so so like, not a body double, but like he's a double role. Well, guy. this was the guy that yeah, was um, was running the uh, COVID thing next to Trump, and he was standing there. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, let's just war game this and play a fictitious scenario because it's a comedy show. So I'm just being, um, I'm doing a a skit. Skit. All right, this is a this skit. Is so there's uh there's the um redfield guy like okay so like if you had a whole sandy hook town that was cia operatives in the skit that i want to do one day um but i'm just kind of telling you all about it um the whole town would be cia operatives and this robert the uh wayne carver guy and all these characters roll on to different 
operations later. Some have to carry the legacy of the town on and some of the the uh, stuff like that in the operations. But uh, like this guy, I guess they had no more need for Wayne Carver and they uh, rolled him into the um, the old CDC. That's how the skit would go. That's a that's just a um, dramatization. <laughs> so they recycle people for different purposes. Yeah. Well, that that's a perfect sure. town though too because it was it's a small town and it's like it's really like I don't know nobody pays attention to it. It's not like a big city. That's what makes me think it's perfectly set up. Like, have you heard about those CIA experiments where they like drop acid into the whole town or, or whatever, but like, okay, if you're the CIA or the U S military, wouldn't it be a good idea to control at least one town in every state, maybe five and you, and it's full out operatives. And this town's probably like at the base of one of your underground bases or something like, you know, maybe there's a reason for that or something. Maybe not. But you got to carry out scripted news operations. So All I know is that the cop offered to buy us ice cream afterwards. And I'm like, I don't want to be your friend, dude. Just like, oh, <laughs> really? He's like, I'll buy you ice cream. The cop offered to buy you ice cream? He's like, yeah. hey, big was boy. It, was it Joe Biden? I got an ice cream bar that doesn't you? melt, baby. It's from Walmart. That is weird. I got that a Walmart. That thing's weird. Like, this gun control group is weird, too. Cause, I mean, it's like one of those nonprofits. I got but a Walmart uh, push-up. What are those big bomb pops? I got those bomb pops. I got a Walmart <laughs> unmeltable bomb pop, big boy. You want to but hang Matt out later? Matt is involved in all that stuff, too, which is, you know, Richard's son. What was weird about the town? Like, what did you notice about the people? Just like, was it a vibe you got? Because I think, you know, we all have something called instinct. I've been talking about this recently. And it's like. It's just like Shep said. It was like it was a mix of people that just kind of followed along. And then there's a mix of people that seemed like they were just planted there. That's what it seemed like. See, that's weird, you know, and I feel like I have a good vibe on this because I I dove into that as a reporter. Like, I'm going to say I. Hmm. I'm going to say I have, it's not one of my most researched things that I dove into and like latched onto, but I'm going to say I did it for like three weeks straight, like 12 hour days. Cause I ran in telehub at the time. So that's pretty solid. Like, you know, like yeah, checking there's in. a lot of info. Did you read all the, um, the Lanza reports, like the, the police reports and stuff that was a lot of information yeah and you know he didn't even uh ever get listed in the social security death index <laughs> remember, well, and remember right afterwards they made the death certificates uh private so you can't see them oh yeah and uh the he he had hacked the fbi's computers at one point or the cia right he yeah. got a visit actually a, a friend of mine's uh her boyfriend worked at security at i think it was general electric where lanza's father worked right and the fbi came in and grabbed his computers and everything really so i'm thinking and they're like yeah you know they're like it's not you know it's it's real because they came in and did that yeah i'm like you know they're probably trying to preserve or erase any kind of evidence yeah really yeah because that's what the fbi does in I think they might do that. I think they might just be a cover-up team for politicians or something. You know, yeah, like a cleaning team. Say. Like the FBI is a cleaning team. Do you think that Lanza was uh, like MKUltra or something with that psychiatrist? Uh, or maybe he didn't exist. Like, oh, do, do we even, I mean, do we know he existed? Because, like, remember, well, remember his mouth looked photoshopped? At first? Well, like, he the, looked like a conglomeration of several people, but... The, didn't he look like uh and doesn't Robbie Parker look like him now? <laughs> you know Robbie Parker? <laughs> like I mean, am I going to get sued for that? Like I can't say that. Like in my <laughs> visual opinion, he looks like the Robbie Parker guy from the Parkland or not Robbie Parker. Sorry. Um what was that guy's name? What's the kid's name 
there's too many of them now. Well, the uh, Parkland shooter is Nicholas the- Cruz, who's trials taking place right now to find or his sentencing phase what's that what's the troll from you know he's like the mainstream kid that got popular for be he was in the school and he tweeted out and he was like a news guy david hogg yeah david hogg looks like uh lanza he looks like an older version of lanza you're right yeah Oh my That's God! Opinion, I never. Though. So do That's so. Are opinion. they running that? Remember, there was people that claimed. I'm not claiming this. There was people that claimed on the interweb, like millions of them probably, but like at least hundreds or ten of them or five or one. But like one guy at least claimed this on the interweb that the uh, kids that sung the Sandy Hook anthem at the uh, Super Bowl or whatever they like they did the uh, Sandy Hook deal at the Super Bowl. Those were like some of the same children. The ones that's, that got killed. Yeah, that, this was some conspiracy that went around. Yeah, I remember seeing on that internet. on the interweb. See, that's why they want to regulate it because, you know, mis- mm-hmm. misinformation is deadly. <laughs> right. Well, remember how when, when Hogue, you know, him and that girl, what was the girl? Whatever happened to her, she always had that like, um, what was it, like a, a Cuba, like, uh, patch on her jacket or something and remember it was him and a girl that kind of rose to fame right after the uh shooting and it was like right. not, not the um newtown to pa- not parkland um the what was the one in florida i'm getting them all mixed yeah, up parkland it was parkland okay yeah. okay i'm getting that and the nicholas cruz one mixed no that well was you know what's even one, right? weirder yeah. now that we're talking about all this shit the uh las vegas shooting the um the guy's brother, Stephen Paddock, who I think was like a CIA, FBI cutout type deal. Um, his brother was another fucking weird fucker that uh, kind of reminds me of the, this Robert Redfield and the, and the medical guy or something. Just like some weird like CIA operative. And this dude lived in Florida. And it was weird because I, I like got into the guy's background and dug into it. He was wearing a shirt that day when he came on the news and and they said oh he found out his brother did the las vegas shooting he had a fucking shirt on from a production company and i started checking into it and this production company works with fema and shit and does uh drill productions and shit right in your face yep in plain view so i mean like i don't know but how weird i mean that's crazy make it they want to make it to where we can't talk about it. Can you believe this shit? Well, all I know is this whole entire show was a skit for a new coming book that I have that I'm planning to write. And we laid it all out. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Shepard Ambella show today. And that's how you do it. New World Order, West Side. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace, guys. Thank you, Michael. Coming on. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, guys. Good job. Thank you. All right. I'm going to go get a sign and go protest some police today. ATN.live. Don't forget to tell everyone about it. Shepard and Bella Show, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific on ATN.live. Don't forget ATN.live. This is a remix. Shepard and Bella's Beats. Gangstalker 2.0. Don't forget to five-star that podcast. Get us up there. Let's, let's work over Apple. Get the show out there.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.